Lord, may your word only be spoken and may your word only be heard. In the name of Jesus Christ, the living word. Amen. Not long ago in our family, these uh, two exchanges took place. Question. Do you know that I love you? Response. Did you know that green and brown make black? Immediately following upon that, how did it feel to wear your new fuzzy blue pants to school today? Did you remember that we're doing the Abba Yo-Yo play at school on Wednesday? That happened. It's almost rabbinic in our household sometimes. Questions being answered with questions. Very deep thing going on there. Well, I bet you have probably been a part of conversations, or you've observed them, where two people seem to be talking past each other. You know, they're having two conversations, but they're parallel. They're not meeting one another. Something like that is happening this morning, I think, uh, between Pilate and Jesus. And it took me a very long time, I think because of that, to get a handle on what might be transpiring here. The setting is Jesus on trial before Pilate. And the conversation starts off making some sense. Pilate asks him, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answers, do you ask this on your own or did someone else tell you about me? And then Pilate responds, well, I'm not a Jew, am I? Meaning, why would I be privy to the insider gossip of your co-religionists? You must have done something wrong. Your people brought you here and they want me to kill you. So far, so good. But then things start to get a little disjointed. Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. Jesus, all of a sudden, changes the terms of the conversation. And Pilate begins to lose his bearings just a bit. Pilate responds, so you are a king? And all of a sudden they are having a conversation on a common topic, kingship. But while Jesus understands where Pilate is coming from, Pilate has no clue where Jesus is coming from. Maybe my difficulty in following this conversation is because I'm more like Pilate than I want to admit. Now, in Pilate's defense, as the Roman governor of the province of Judea, his job is to keep order, not to engage in philosophizing with some, someone who he sees as kind of a minor religious teacher in some uh, Jewish sect. What matters to him is that order be kept. And whatever interreligious squabble this is, it needs to be settled quickly, no matter what. The political balance between the Roman occupiers and the Jewish natives is very delicate, has been very delicate for quite some time. Pilate was answerable directly to the emperor. So his job was to make sure that whatever time bomb was ticking in front of him, that it be diffused quickly. That's what he cares about. And so, not surprisingly, he stumbles, Pilate does, onto the key issue here. It's authority. Who's in charge? And more particularly, what kind of authority will prevail here? It's fitting that Pilate, I think, not Jesus, is the one who introduces the word king into their conversation. If not Jesus, Pilate introduces it. 
And Jesus, in kind of a theological jujitsu, receives that word and empties it of meaning and sends it back with another meaning. Unbeknownst to Pilate, Jesus, of course, has been talking about the kingdom of God through his ministry. All four Gospels record Jesus' teaching about the kingdom of God. But this is a kingdom, clearly, that Pilate has no clue about. In the kingdom of Pilate, authority comes from power. In the kingdom of God, authority comes from truth. In the kingdom of Pilate, authority comes from lies. It comes from force, the use of force. It comes from the threat of death, domination, coercion, intimidation, expedience, scarcity, and especially, and especially, authority in the kingdom of Pilate comes from fear. Naked, raw fear. In the kingdom of God, authority comes from truth, from justice, from life, from mercy, from compassion, from forgiveness, from healing, abundance, and especially, especially love. Especially love. Not a sentimental love, kind of a gooey, foggy, feel-good kind of love, but a clear-eyed love that sees the world just as it is and sees each one of us just as we are. The German Christian Eberhard Arnold wrote in the 20s, in the aftermath of the horror of World War I, he wrote that love without truth lies. But truth without love kills. Love without truth lies, but truth without love kills. God's kingdom is a state of mind that is in the process of becoming a place, a real place, where truth and love preside. No wonder Pilate couldn't or wouldn't understand. As this conversation plays itself out throughout the trial, which goes on for a number of verses after the passage we heard this morning, Jesus, in their interactions, with Jesus' interactions with Pilate, he never really gives Pilate a straight answer. It's always kind of a little bit cagey. And I think that's because Pilate has to decide for himself. Jesus is going to make sure that Pilate decides for himself what kind of kingdom Pilate is going to inhabit. Pilate has to decide for himself. And Pilate chooses the kingdom of power. The kingdom of power. And we're reminded that every Sunday when we say the creed, which we'll say in a moment, we're reminded of that because we say Pilate's name every Sunday. We are reminded of the choice that Pilate made. But we unlike Pilate, still have the choice to make that decision every day. Every day, Jesus bids us to choose between the kingdom of Pilate and the kingdom of God. The kingdom of Pilate presided over by fear and power, or the kingdom of God presided over by truth and love. We can be in conversation with Pilate, 
or with Christ, but not both at the same time. Otherwise, we're incoherent. And maybe that's where we are, oftentimes. Incoherent. We're not sure which conversation we're in. Every day, we have countless opportunities to participate in one conversation or the other. In our dealings with our spouses and partners, with our families, with our children, with our friends and our neighbors, with our co-workers, in the way we spend our time, in the way we spend our money, in our politics, every interaction we have with the world is a chance to choose whether or not we're going to live in the kingdom of Pilate or the kingdom of God. Next week, as far as the church year is concerned, we get to start fresh in this conversation. The church year starts over again with the season of Advent, and we prepare again in liturgical time for the birth of Jesus. We get to start fresh. But today, right now, we are reminded that every day we have new opportunities to answer the questions, which conversation am I going to join? Which kingdom will I inhabit? Amen.